today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML and, uh, and of course, on CFPL London. Uh, welcoming back to the program Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Uh, Mr. Prime Minister, thank you so much for the time. Great to have you with us. Uh, uh, by the way, happy anniversary. Uh, five years ago today, October 19th, that you were elected Prime Minister. Uh, indeed, it goes it goes very fast, but uh, certainly we wouldn't have uh, expected to be in this situation right now as a country, and that's what we're uh, we're focusing on. Well, yeah, nobody was talking pandemic five years ago. I can reassure everybody of that. But here it is. We're dealing with it. Uh, a number of issues related to that, if I could, Prime Minister. Uh, maybe one of the most important ones, of course, is the uh, the. Uh, Border closing, the Canada-U.S. border closing uh, is set to expire. That agreement is set to expire this coming Wednesday. Uh, Donald Trump says he wants the border to reopen. As a matter of fact, he says Canada wants it reopened. Uh, I'd rather hear from you rather than the, the president uh, about Canada's position on this. Uh, as, as we draw towards that date, uh, what, what is your government's position? Well, I think uh, everyone understands we'd love to get back to normal. We'd love to have the border open. A whole bunch of our businesses uh, and communities would appreciate getting uh, American tourists back and, and having uh, family members come back and forth freely. But we can't do that uh, unless uh, we're comfortable that uh, Canadians are being kept safe. And right now the situation in the United States continues to, uh, uh, to be of concern. Um, so we're going we're gonna, to you know, make sure we're keeping, uh, keeping Canadians safe as, as best as we can. We've been uh, rolling over month by month that, uh, that border agreement, and we're, uh, we're working very closely with the Americans to, to try and make sure that, uh, uh, that we're able to keep our, our citizens safe. So we can anticipate an extension of that uh, then sometime in the next day or two? Th- there will be an official announcement uh, when, when there is something official to announce, but I can tell you that the principle that we're focusing on is uh, uh, as much as some people would like, uh, like it to reopen quickly, um, we're going to make sure that the, any, uh, any uh, changes uh, are, uh, are made uh, as safely as possible for Canadians. Uh, that's what we have to stay focused on. We can't talk about recovering our economy until we have this virus under control, and actually controlling the virus is the best way to help our economy grow. We've seen the surges. I think they're self-evident, of course, in in the United States and what's happened with them uh, with the second wave, of course, of COVID-19. But we've got our problems, of course, on this side of the border, too. I know you've talked to the premiers about this uh, in recent days. Uh, The chief medical officer of health, uh, Dr. Tam, has suggested that we may have to consider uh, restrictions or limitations to try to flatten this curve once again because of what's happening in Canada. How far is the government willing to go? Are we we anticipating another shutdown at some point in the future? What's the plan here? Well, I mean, there's no question that this second wave, uh, you know, is really frustrating and and painful. Um, you know, we went through a tremendous amount in the spring. We all locked down. Everyone did their part, and we got this virus under control. Now, as it's resurging, as we get towards flu season, which is a reminder to everyone to get the flu shots, um, and and as we approach winter, um, we know that there's a potential for a much uh, much deepened uh, second wave. But we have more tools now. We know how targeted lockdowns make a difference. We know what areas uh, are uh, most uh, most vulnerable to spread. Uh, we know, you know, citizens now are, are used to wearing masks and, and do that as a matter of course. We're understanding social distancing. We have better tools now. We have the COVID Alert app, which has been downloaded over four and a half million times. Uh, that is a free tool that keeps everyone safe. But I encourage everybody listening uh, to just go to the App Store or Google Play and download it for free, put it on your phone, and forget about it, and it'll let you know uh, if someone that you came into contact with subsequently tests positive. It's, it's, a, it's an extra tool, as we have more tools now to be able to, to control this spread, and, and that's what we're going to continue trying to focus on.
it, it would be a shame to do a, a nationwide lockdown when we have specific tools. But of course, we're going to we're going to keep looking at what we need to do. One of the areas that you have talked about, of course, are, are the uh, what some people consider to be deplorable conditions in long-term care facilities. And I know you've committed uh, to try to improve that situation, uh, but we get into a jurisdictional situation here. Healthcare delivery, of course, is, is a provincial responsibility. Uh, many of the premiers are somewhat guarded about that. What role can the federal government play in trying to fix what I, I think everybody thinks is a, is a clear problem that needs to be addressed? Well, first of all, the federal government has played a direct role since the beginning of this pandemic. You know, all the income supports that went out to uh, individuals, to workers, to families, to to, to, to businesses, to uh, to small businesses, to large businesses, to entrepreneurs, they all came from the federal government. I mean, the the CERB, the wage subsidy, the uh, the rent assistance, the the emergency business account. Those are all things that the federal government said, "No, no, we've got your back," and we've continued to step up. Um, and uh, even in long-term care, uh, which is, as you say, a totally provincial jurisdiction, we stepped up as well. We sent in the Army. We sent in the Red Cross. We were there to help out as best we can. You know, whoever is facing difficulties, regardless of jurisdiction, the federal government made the commitment to be there for Canadians, and that's what we've done. Now, we have to recognize that you know, of, of uh, all the you know, vulnerable populations across Canada, um, are, you know, seniors living in long-term care, have been the the highest impacted and uh, it's all of our collective job to make sure that we're protecting Canadians so um, I have said that look let's let's talk with the provinces let's look across jurisdictions because some jurisdictions haven't had the same problems with uh, with uh, with uh, seniors uh, seniors care um, and there's always been certain vulnerabilities but there's marked differences in how they've been uh, treated across the country and I think as a Canadian that's sort of not right. I mean, you should be able to put your, uh, you know, to know that your your parent, your grandparent is safe, regardless of what corner of the country they're in. You shouldn't have to want to move to a different province to make sure that you can care for your loved ones. So, uh, or or yourself, uh, be confident about going into, a, going into a care facility. So, I think there is a need to be able to set a, a level playing field across the country where every Canadian can have confidence that when they, uh, when they plan going into a, a a care facility or send a parent into a care facility, they know that they're going to be well taken care of and safe. So with that in mind, then, uh, there was a story this past week, which I'm sure you saw, Prime Minister, the, from Canadian press with unnamed sources, of course, uh, suggesting that that strong sense of cooperation that you have developed with the premiers uh, to, to battle COVID seems to be waning right now, that, uh, that there, there seem to be a few people that are not quite uh, happy with the, the situation as it's going. Uh, do you sense that? Because I know you're in contact with the premiers on a regular basis. Yeah, I've had uh, 20, uh, 20 first ministers meetings uh, virtually since the beginning of this pandemic. Look, this is a difficult situation, and there's always going to be you know challenges that we're facing, and you know we have di- very different responsibilities. I mean, the the, the provincial government uh, has specific uh, responsibilities for particular areas. It sets the rules around how sh- how things shut down and where things shut down. Our job is to be there to support them, be there to make sure they have the tools to do the right things, whether it's uh, the money coming in or uh, extra resources like PPE and testing and, and eventually vaccines. Like We've been working all out on that and the direct support of Canadians. Uh, but, of course, there are, you know, 
different situations across the country, and we're trying to nudge people who uh, uh, maybe aren't uh, doing things the same way as other parts of the country into perhaps looking at, uh, at what's happening better here and there. In general, I, I'll tell you that the, the level of cooperation across the, across the orders of government has been unbelievably positive. We're all pulling in the same direction. We all want the same things. Of course, there's going to be mild disagreements, but we all agree on, on the need uh, to keep Canadians safe, and that's really what we're working on. So, you know, of course, people are going to talk about the one or two things that we, uh, that we may, uh, may not fully align on, but I think Canadians can be deeply reassured to know that their various orders of government are always going to work together to keep them safe, unlike some other places we, uh, we see around the world. Prime Minister, I know your time is limited, but there is one other question that I have for you, and I'm sure it's the, the file on the top of that pile on your desk when you get into work this morning. Uh, the Nova Scotia fisher dispute that's going mm -hmm. on right now, of course, between First Nations and uh, the commercial fishermen down there. Uh, they had the terrible fire, of course, over the weekend. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a resolution on the horizon right now. Both sides are looking to you and the federal government to say, you've got to intervene here. What role can you play in that dispute? Oh, no, I think we have a, a significant role to play. First of all, obviously, we, we deplore uh, the violence. We call for calm. We call for a, a, a cessation of, of these, uh, these uh, acts. But I will say that it is uh, a very you know, small few uh, that don't represent everyone who are, uh, who are lashing out the hardest. Um, the federal government does have a direct responsibility because this is about reconciliation. This is about uh, a, a decision 21 years ago that grants uh, indigenous peoples the right to a moderate livelihood uh, on the, in fisheries. And what we're doing is, is our Minister of Fisheries, our Ministers of uh, Indigenous uh, uh, Services and Relations uh, and others are sitting down with uh, all the various uh, you know, parties involved are engaging to find the solution. I don't think it's impossible Possible to find a solution. Actually, I think it is po very possible to find a solution. It's just going to require a level of, of goodwill and understanding on all sides, which is a little bit difficult right now with some of the uh, the heated uh, heated tempers. Uh, but we've um, uh, agreed to send more RCMP officers to the region to uh, keep uh, keep things uh, a little uh, a little more safe. Uh, and we're, we're continuing to engage with this. I spent the weekend on calls uh, on this. Uh, our ministers are very active on this. There's a path through, and we're just trying to make sure that it's, uh, it's the right one and then it, uh, that it gets into place in the right way. So much more to talk about, uh, so little time. I know you're very busy with what's going on with COVID and, of course, the, uh, the, the problems going on in Nova Scotia right now, Prime Minister. Thank you so much for the time, and uh, hopefully we can do this again soon and cover a few other things. Appreciate the time. Oh, today. I, I look forward to it. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, Philomena Tassi and Bob Bertina keep me well apprised on what's going on in Hamilton, and uh, I just uh, really am glad to, to take a moment to, to say hi to everyone, uh, everyone in the area, and I look forward to talking with you again soon, Bill. Thanks again, Prime Minister. Thank you. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.